Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of English with Tim, the podcast where you can learn English in depth and detail. I'm Tim, native speaker, English teacher, polyglot, world traveler, and author of several books for learning English. For a long time, I thought about ways that I could do a Halloween episode. I thought of comparing Halloween with its cousin holiday, the Day of the Dead, which is celebrated most famously in Mexico, a country where I spent a total of around a year and a half of my life. The problem was that I never really took many photos of the Day of the Dead, and talking about these holidays without showing pictures really doesn't do them justice. So I decided to do something else. I'm going to give you a grammar lesson about negative sentences, but with Halloween-themed example sentences. Now, usually it is questions that get the most attention and that people want to learn the most, but you also need to know how to make negative sentences, which are ones which include negative words like never, nowhere, nothing, nobody, and of course the most common negative word, not. Negative sentences are important because you sound bad when you make them the wrong way and sound good when you make them the right way. More importantly, though, making negative sentences correctly helps you to understand written and spoken English better. Before we start, though, we're going to need some Halloween-themed vocabulary so that you understand the sentences. Um, first is bat. So a bat is a mouse that has wings and can fly. So bats eat fruit, but a few of them drink blood. Next, haunted house. Haunted house is a house that has ghosts in it. Next, witch. A woman who knows how to use magic. That's a witch. Next, coffin. A coffin is a box that dead people are buried in. Next, graveyard. A place where people are put after they die. Next, cemetery. Cemetery is a synonym of graveyard. So synonym, uh, sorry, a graveyard and cemetery mean exactly the same thing. Um, graveyard does sound scarier. Next, trick or treating. Going from house to house asking for candy on Halloween. Next, werewolf. A person, almost always a man, who turns into a wolf after midnight and back into a man in the morning. Next, reflection. An image of something that can be seen on the surface of something else, for example, a mirror or a lake. If you want to see your reflection, stand in front of a mirror. Next, coward. A coward is a person who is very afraid of many things. And the last one, potion. A potion is a liquid that people drink and that has magical qualities. So let's get started. Part one is going to deal with how to negate things using not. There are two ways of making negative sentences with not. And the first one is where you just add not to the sentence. Very simple. Um, you add not and do nothing else um, when you use the verb be, when you use uh, the verb have in the perfect tenses, and with the modal verbs can, could, may, might, must, need not, shall, would, and will. Let's do one example for each verb. So, be. He is not a vampire, but wants to become one. Have. The gates of hell have not yet opened. Can. The ghost cannot leave the haunted house at midnight. Could. The old witch could not make her magical potion without the right ingredients. May. The children may not go trick-or-treating without their parents' permission. Might. The black cat might not cross your path if you're lucky. Must. You must not enter the forbidden graveyard after dark. Need not. You need not wear a costume, but it's more fun if you do on Halloween. Shall. I shall not reveal the secret of the mysterious costume until the party. 
Wood. The vampire would not drink tomato juice, even if it were offered. Will. The full moon will not guarantee a transformation into a werewolf. So this is all pretty easy. Uh, just add not, and that's pretty much it. But there are some details to note, actually quite a few of them. First, we negate have with just not only when have is used in the perfect tenses. Have in the meaning of to own something, but also to eat or drink, like have lunch or have, a, um, have some coffee. That's a special case, and we will talk about it later. Second, cannot is written as one word with no space and is pronounced not cannot, but cannot. So that letter A is reduced into an uh, cannot. Third, contractions. So contractions are two words that um, have parts of them missing um, and are kind of pushed together. For example, um, aren't is a contraction of are not. So the contractions for B are aren't, isn't, wasn't, and weren't. The contractions for modals are uh, can't, couldn't, needn't, and wouldn't. The contractions for have in perfect tenses are hadn't, haven't, and hasn't. Fourth, mustn't is the contraction for must not. The contraction mustn't is written is written with a letter T, but the T is not pronounced. So listen again, mustn't. There's no T there. It's not mustn't. It's mustn't. Fifth, shall not and would not use contractions that are very different from just the base form of the verb with not. So the contraction of uh, shall not is shan't. And shan't is used only in conversational English. You'll rarely see it in print unless it's trying to, you know, sound like a dialogue. And it's used mainly in Great Britain, Australia, New Zealand, much less so in North America. And of course, won't is the contra contraction of will not. Um, fifth, may not and must not do not have contractions. And sixth, needn't is a special case, and we will deal with it later. So, um, let's move on to the second way of negating verbs, the one that we use most often, and in fact with all other verbs except for be and modals. This other way of negating verbs, of course, is by adding do not or does not in the present or did not in the past simple. So don't, uh, do not, does not, or did not. This time I'm going to give examples using the contractions. She didn't have any candy left after the kids came. The vampire doesn't like garlic in any of her food. They don't go into the cemetery alone at night. So, those are the two principal ways to negate verbs, just by adding not with be, um, have in, in the present perfect, or the perfect tenses, and with modals um, on one hand, and then on the other by adding don't. There are some difficult cases, though, three of them to be exact. The first difficult case is have and have got. Both of these verbs mean the same thing and are both widely used in both North American and British English. However, have is a bit more common in North America, and have got is the more usual form in Great Britain, but both are used in both places. So, um, to negate have, we say didn't have, don't have, or doesn't have. So, for example, she didn't have a costume to wear. Vampires don't have a reflection in the mirror. The cemetery doesn't have a positive atmosphere, especially on Halloween. Um, have got is different. We don't um, add do not or does not, we just add not. So, she hasn't got a costume. Vampires haven't got a reflection in the mirror. And there is no past form, important detail, there is no past form of have got. Instead, we just use didn't have. So, for example, the cemetery um, didn't have a positive atmosphere, especially on Halloween. 
The second difficult case involves need and needn't. It's very, it's very important to point out that these are two different verbs, need and needn't, different verbs. We use need to say that something is necessary. For example, continuing on the Halloween theme, I need victims, I need blood, I need scary stories, and so on. When we use need with another verb, we use the infinitive. I need to drink blood, I need to sleep in a coffin, I need to tell scary stories. Now, needn't, on the other hand, is used to do two things at once. First, to inform someone that an action they may do is not necessary, and also to very politely advise that person not to do it. And needn't is used with the base form of the verb. You needn't be scared. It's also almost always used in the contraction. The third hard case is about the word like. So like can be a preposition or a verb. And when used as a verb, we negate like in the same way as with almost every other English verb, with didn't, doesn't, or don't. For example, he doesn't like haunted houses. No, we didn't like the horror movie. Um, now, when used as a preposition, though, like means something different. It means similar to. So it's important to be careful with like as a preposition because we don't negate like, but instead whatever verb is in the sentence. Here are some examples. He doesn't look like a vampire. Going into the haunted house doesn't sound like a great idea. Now, so far, this all sounds very normal. We're just adding um, do not or does not or did not. But listen to this sentence. I am not like a vampire. Think about that for a second. I am not like a vampire. What do you think that sentence means? Maybe take a second to translate it into your own language in your head. So, I am not like a vampire. This one means that the speaker is not similar to a vampire. It does not mean that the person has bad feelings about vampires, that the person dislikes vampires. I am not like a vampire means I am not similar to vampires. And the other sentence, um, I do not like vampires. This one um, is the one that means that the speaker has bad feelings when near vampires. Um, so be careful um, using that. Um, I am not like and I do not like when talking about people you know. Pretty safe when talking about vampires because, well, yeah. Um, let's move on to part two. Um, in part two, we'll talk about how to negate using the word no. So we use no to negate specifically nouns. Listen to the example. I have no coffins to sleep in. Now, you could express this same idea in two other ways. First, I don't have coffins to sleep in. And second, I don't have any coffins to sleep in. So, is there any difference in meaning between the sentence, I have no coffins to sleep in, and the other two sentences? Well, the answer is yes. The sentence, I have no coffins to sleep in, is a stronger-sounding negation and really underlines the speaker's complete lack of coffins suitable for sleeping in. Now, standard negations use not, um, a word which is often paired with words like any or ever or either. And all of these words have their place not just in negative sentences, but also in positive ones. For example, do you have any brothers or sisters? By contrast, the word no is used almost exclusively for negation and even refusal. Also, we negate verbs all the time, but it's more unusual to negate a noun. So when you negate a noun, it attracts more attention because it's unusual. And also, as I said, um, no is used almost exclusively for negation, so that negation with no is just a really solid uh, negation. Here are some examples of strong negations of nouns with no. You have no chance of escaping alive. Se second, 
The truth is that you have no idea what horrors await us. Third and last, no educated person believes in ghosts until they see one. Now, another interesting way to negate a noun with no is before singular nouns. Usually nouns that name something really special followed by a statement with but. For example, I'm no Count Dracula, but I can turn into a bat. Or second, I'm no expert, but I think this house is haunted. Third, he's no coward, but he won't go into the haunted forest at night. So that's all for negation with of nouns using no, strong negations. Let's move on to part three, which is about complex negation. Now we've covered the basics of negating verbs and also nouns, so let's talk about something more complex, negating other words in a sentence and using more than one negative word in a sentence. You have probably heard that in English we do not have double negatives. For example, we don't make sentences like this one, I don't have no money. Now, you can hear that in some dialects, um, but those are not usually the forms of English that people from other countries um, are struggling or trying to learn. Now, of course, in some languages like Spanish or Russian, double negation is completely normal, but in English it's not. So if we've already used one negative word in a sentence and we want to continue using negative words in the same sentence, we have to replace all of the other negative words with alternatives. So the negative words in English are no, not, without, nobody, no one, nothing, nowhere, and never. If you've already used any of these words in a sentence, you have to replace them with something else. You replace nobody with no one, uh, sorry, nobody or no one with anyone. You replace nothing with anything. You replace nowhere with anywhere. You replace never with ever. You replace nor with or, and you replace neither with either. Now, what's interesting is that you can. this can happen with just one um, additional negative word, um, or it can happen with several of them. So you can make a really strongly negated sentence. Um, seven examples. Um, one, no educated person ever believes in ghosts or vampires until they meet them. Two, he left town in the dead of night without ever telling anyone goodbye. Three, the kids were so scared that they left without taking any candy. 4. I've never seen anything as scary as a headless ghost. 5. I won't tell anyone your terrible secret. 6. We can't go anywhere tonight because the street is full of zombies. 7. And last, I didn't know that the house is haunted. Yeah, I didn't know either. So, that is all about negations using not and multiple negatives and no. I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on this, and um, uh, we will meet up again next Monday. Thank you.